the election of 1800. Can we get back to politics? Please. Yo. Every action has its equal opposite reaction. John Adams, Shaq Hi guys, Man, welcome I love back the guy, to Hamilton right? the Podcast. I'm Kalayla Rickson. I'm Brittany Nichols. And today we are talking about the election of 1800, the 19th track in the second act of Hamilton and American Musical, or the 42nd track overall. Clocks in at 3 minutes and 58 seconds. Do you like this song? Yeah, I do. Again, it's not one I go back to a lot, but I do like it. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Learned a lot about how the election process used to work. Yeah, it was really weird. It was really insane. It didn't make much sense. Not that it makes much sense now, but it made even less sense back then. Yeah. This is kind of the last elections that voters cast two votes. Yeah, so basically how it will work is there will be a popular, you know, vote. And then the they actually got to pick the electors. The members of the Electoral College were picked by the representatives of the state. And so it worked sort of how it does now, where it's just, you know, you were expected, they were sort of expected to vote the way that the state had voted. But I think that there was more leeway back then. It usually, sometimes it wouldn't be all, like if a state had 14, I think that happened, like one of the states had 14 electors and only 12 of them voted for the way the state went or whatever. Yeah. Oh, this is, um, we're still working on the three-fifths compromise at this point, which gave the southern states, obviously, because uh, those are the ones with slaves, um, an advantage because then their population was boosted by the slaves who, of course, could not vote. Right. This election, actually, Thomas Jefferson wouldn't have won if the three-fifths compromise was a thing. Correct. The votes for president and vice president were not listed on separate ballots. Adams ran as Jefferson's main opponent, because at this time, Jefferson's Adams vice president, which is also a weird thing, because now you can't do that. You run on the ticket. But Jefferson and Aaron Burr received the same amount of electoral votes, which meant the election was then decided in the House of Representatives. So it was a long process. And Hamilton was one of the main reasons why Adams didn't get reelected. He wrote, you know, a scathing uh, open letter about him. But, okay, this is, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Did it get leaked? Um, well, well, first we should say that it was tied because they fucked up. Because what they want, what they were supposed to do since it was two people on the, on the ballot is one person, it was supposed to be like one less vote. So then it would automatically make one person the president, one person the vice president because they got the lesser amount of votes. Right. But they, they being the Democratic Republicans, messed that up. And so they got the exact same amount of votes when they had planned for Jefferson to get one more. But, Are you talking about, you're talking about over Aaron Burr? Yes. Okay. There was one elector that Hamilton hounded to not vote for Burr. Did you read that? Once it went to, the, once once it went it, to a vote? Yeah. Yeah. So Jefferson was pissed off because Burr... They had all agreed that Burr would be the vice president, but once it was a tie, Burr sort of was like, well, if I could win, if I won, I wouldn't turn it down. Right, right. Which is obviously backhanded and <laughs> would piss anyone off. Um, so then the way it would work is the representatives of the House got to vote, and it was a, um, what do they call those things? Lame duck? Thank. House of Representatives, because it, the other party won. And so they oh, yeah, had yeah. the the Federalists had the majority, um, and they're the ones that got to vote. 
So instead of every person getting an individual vote, what happened was then each state got one collective vote. And so within the group of representatives, everyone would vote on who they wanted, and the majority of that would then become what their vote was. So then in these states where they had these Federalist representatives, all of a sudden that became like very important for them to, you know, have vote for whoever they were voting for because it, you know, they they no longer had an allegiance to their party. They mm-hmm. were just voting uh, for another party. So it kept time. They tied 34 times. And then while this is happening, Hamilton is doing the thing you're talking about. Yeah. Which is writing that shit. I'm trying to find the man's name. Who he convinced? Yeah. James Baird. James Baird, yeah. He was Delaware's only representative oh, in the House. Mm-hmm. And so he it was just his vote. He didn't like have to convince anyone. He was leaning towards Burr in the beginning. Um, yeah, he supported Burr for the first, oh, I guess it was 36 votes that they did? It was something like that. It was like 35, 36. He supported Burr for the first 35 votes. Yeah, it was 36. He supported Burr for the first 35 votes. And then Hamilton convinced him that Burr, like, was a right. trash. And what you what you said before, he was the only elector for Delaware. Right. So if he changed his vote, Delaware changed their vote. Right. Yeah. Uh, which would break the tie. Right. But what then happened is since Bayard was convinced to abstain, he didn't vote for um, Jefferson, he just abstained, that then other Federalists, like, followed his lead. And so within the groups of the representatives, the Federalists who had been voting for Burr abstained. Right. Which then made states who had previously been Burr actually switched. Switched Because to by Jefferson. abstaining... Mm-hmm. That changed the majority. So and he so ended then up it ended up being a blowout. Yeah, he ended up Jefferson ended up winning. Yeah, it went from like a tie to just a blowout in one vote, mm-hmm. or not a tie. What was it? It was like eight six, is what it was. Once they moved to this, was process. it eight six or was it ten four? No, it wasn't. 10-4. When he That's won, it was ten. You have to get oh, ten, and yeah. so they kept getting eight and six. I think over and oh, over okay. again, and then they finally and then got... all of a sudden it became ten. Yeah, he meant to. So the thing that Hamilton wrote was like a pamphlet. And he sent it to only Federalists. And even though he was, like, talking shit about them, it still, like, concluded that they should still vote for the Federalist Party uh, or candidate. And then the Democratic-Republicans got a hold of it, and then they printed excerpts of it in in their, like, newspapers. And then Hamilton being Hamilton was like, oh, this is only part of the story. The best way to handle this is to to put out the the entire thing. thing. So then he released, oh, like 30. <laughs> what is it? How many pages was it? It was something crazy. Four pages or some shit. And you're, t- you're talking about the one he did about Adams, right? Yes. Yeah. It was October 22nd, 1800. And during this time, Thomas Jefferson, or before this time, actually, Thomas Jefferson had hired James Callender. Who we remember. remember. From the Hamilton Reynolds affair mm-hmm. um, to run a smear campaign On against Adams. Adams. They used to be friends. They used to be friends, and then they stopped being friends, and then they became friends again, and then they died on the on same, the same day. day. On the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. That's crazy. It really is. And Jefferson died first, correct? But right. Adams, as he was dying, was like, well, Jefferson still lives, yeah. but he didn't know that he had he died like he three died. hours earlier, <laughs> which is crazy. Dang. That sound is raining in Los Angeles. It's been raining for two weeks. Uh, 
Which we need desperately. We do need, but... However, it's annoying. I feel like I live in fucking Seattle. I know. I. It's great for, like, a movie day and terrible when you have to go out into the world. Which yeah, is nearly imagine every day. Like, imagine anyone's trying to shoot right now. What a nightmare. Oh, God, no. Costing a lot of productions. A, a lot, lot of money. money. <laughs> what you were talking about before with the three-fifths compromise, Chernow on page 629 at the end of the chapter says, Slaveholding presidents from the South occupied the presidency for approximately 50 of the 72 years following Washington's first inauguration. And as you said, a lot of that had to do with the southern states having more electors because of that compromise. Right. Because it boosted their population. Yes. But, of course, as you also said, slaves were not allowed to vote, so they had no say in who was being elected. I think that pretty much covers all the history before the lyrics. Well, yeah, I think the rest of it we can we'll talk get, about. Yeah. Because although Hamilton didn't like Adams, it kind of came down to his worst nightmare with Jefferson and Burr. <laughs> Which he kind of, he didn't set it up by himself because those letters were leaked, but he did decide to release the whole thing again, which is kind of what he did with Reynolds. Right. He made it worse for himself again. Yeah, because then after that, people, you know, still at this point, even though he had sort of backed away a little bit, well, because he was busy with the um, war, he was like a leader in the right. quasi-war that was happening. And so he wasn't around for a lot of the stuff that was happening. Well, yeah, which is something we should... Oh, we'll get into that in the lyrics, but they talk about how he's missing because he's in mourning. But we mentioned this when Philip was dying. Philip died in 1801. Right. So in yeah. real life, the, the reason why he was missing is different than the one that is attributed in the song. Correct. All right, well, get into these lyrics. Can we get back to politics? Please. Yo. Every action has its equal opposite reaction. John Adams shat the bed. I love the guy, but he's in traction. Poor Alexander Hamilton, he is missing in action. So now When I first listened to this, her. years ago, it seems at this point. <laughs> Before I had any context for this musical, I... Context being like who everyone is and what what the staging goes, blah blah blah. I thought you still haven't seen it, correct? Correct. We I still, still I still it. haven't seen it. We but now we kind it. of see pictures and like mm-hmm. little gifts, and we kind of know what's happening. And now we had the lyrics before this. We didn't even have the lyrics. I always thought that Hamilton said please, but it's Madison mm-hmm. because his throat catches. Yeah, he sounds and like it he's sounds crying. like he's crying, which I it's kind of like a beautiful ode to Madison's friendship with Hamilton. Yeah, because it shows that he still cared. Like even though they've they've kind of distanced themselves from each other politically and also within their friendship, Madison still cares about Hamilton and his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that part. Me too. Jefferson doesn't care. He's he's ready, yeah, he's he's like- ready to be president. <laughs> <laughs> he's tired of people mourning. And then he starts off with a yell, which yo. is a, a way that they love to introduce uh, a smackdown. Yes, this is true. And then he repeats his line, and reaction has an equal opposite reaction. From when Washington's on your side. Which this whole song sounds, sounds like. Sounds like, yeah. Washington on your side. John Adams shot the bed. I love the guy, but he's in traction. True. Nothing to argue with there. And then we have what we were just talking about for Alexander Hamilton. He's missing in action, which is... I think missing in action is a military term, so that sort of alludes to uh, what he was really doing. Right. 
And now we have this Jefferson and Madison saying things together, which they just have been singing the same lines for some time now. Yeah, they're really... That didn't make sense because we're on a podcast, but I... (laughs) I, uh, what is this? I cross my fingers together. They're buds. Not in a lucky way. In a, a, like, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Um, so again, we have talking about a split, which in Jefferson on your side, that's not the name of it. Washington (laughs) on your side, you're talking about the split of the parties. And now we're talking about the split within these two parties that have been established Mm -hmm. between Burr and Jefferson. We have Madison talking about he's very attractive in the North, which if you remember from the other song, there's that line where it's like, motherfucking, no, wait, what is it? Southern motherfucking Motherfucking Democratic Republicans, (laughs) where Burr doesn't join in on the Southern part. Right. And then we have this, obviously, Burr's, uh, most of his campaigning was in the North, specifically in New York. Yes. Did you read about what he was doing? Burr? In New York. With campaigning? Mm -hmm. Well, he, a lot of people say that he was kind, he is the person who kind of started this idea of politicians openly campaigning for themselves and talking against their opponent. Mm -hmm. So he was going door to door. He was holding parties, right? Mm -hmm. He was. He just like low-key created like a political party machine. (laughs) Yeah. He recruited all these people and had them a lot of times go out and do this stuff on his behalf. Right, right. Um, Which we'll see later in the song. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know because we haven't seen it, but I assume that that's, the saving of that is him at one of these, like, burr parties that he threw talking yeah, to these people. Yeah, which is interesting because when I used to listen to this before I knew that, I thought he was kind of just like walking in the street handing out flyers. Yeah. <laughs> but Same. now now that like I know this, I think that you're right. I think that he's probably doing faction. that. He's very attractive in the North. New Yorkers like his chances. He's not very forthcoming on any particular stances. Ask him a question that glances off. He obfuscates. He dances. And they say I'm a Francophile. We have Jefferson saying the same thing that Hamilton's been saying forever, which is that he's not forthcoming coming on any particular stances still even though he's doing this campaigning nobody knows what where he stands on the issues and because of this he and which we'll get into he and this is how i think people are tricked (laughs) is because he didn't have a specific stance on anything people started to assume that he was the more moderate version of jefferson right which i think is what people kind of do now Mm mm-hmm yeah, you can assume that that someone stands for the same things that you stand for if they never say that they don't. Exactly. Then we have Jefferson kind of making a dig at Burr because they call him a Francophile and they say I'm a Francophile. At least they know I know where France is. Kind of implying that Burr might not. Mm-hmm. Which is... Or even if he did, he wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, is interesting because Jefferson has spent all this time sort of calling Hamilton an elitist. Mm-hmm. And now we see that Jefferson is being accused of being an elitist. Right. Though in real life, I read that he Jefferson really tried to be one of the people. Oh, like, even people. though he wasn't, right. he really tried to come off that way. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. It was a lie. I mean, it's the same thing. see something happening right now with Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I uh, know. I, Trump is very much Jefferson. Um, but that's always interesting to me is that when people get upset that political leaders like seem elitist because it's like you have to be to be like yeah exactly. you have to be to become the president yeah 
There has to be something happening either education wise or status wise right. or like money wise. Yeah, you ha- you have to have some money to even try to run. Yeah. But, and even just like shitting on someone's intelligence who you want to run the country, like what? It's, yeah, it's foreign to me, but you know, you guys, you guys have your fun. <laughs> um, and then we kind of already talked about this. Madison says Thomas, that's the problem. See, they see Burr as a less extreme you. And Jefferson laughs at this, and then Madison, of course, brings up the idea of an endorsement, a powerful endorsement to break this tie, bring someone into the fold who no one would expect. And he starts to hint at it. You used to work on the same staff, sexual. Half of the things that you find that are sexual, I never would have thought of. We used to work on the same staff. It might be nice, it might be nice to get Hamilton on your side. It might be nice, it might be nice to get Hamilton. We have Jefferson's what again? What? He doesn't do it quite like that. Yeah, it's like not. Oh, like that, <laughs> definitely not. But also, it's a little different than like the way that he does it. And um, we know in the Reynolds pamphlet, right? And then we have the exact words from Washington on your side back, but with a little twist. Oh yeah, a big twist, I'd say. <laughs> it goes from it must be nice to have Washington on your side to it might be nice to get Hamilton on your side, which is not something you ever would have thought would happen in Washington on your side. Yeah, and then you have. We leave them having their revelation to find Burr. Burr. Yelling. His catchphrase. Yelling. His catchphrase. Ladies, tell your husbands, vote for Burr. I don't like Adams. Well, he's gonna lose. That's just defeatist. And Jefferson in love with France. Yeah, he's so elitist. I like that Aaron Burr. I can't believe we're here with him. He seems approachable. Um, and we have the music here, which I think is pretty different than it is anywhere else in the music. It's more um, a cross between like frantic and earnest. Yeah, it, it's just like pop rock yeah. out of nowhere. It's just like, what? <laughs> It sounds to me. It sounds like um, like Spring Awakening is what it sounds like to oh, me. It's like interesting. that, like that really intense guitar that's in the background. That whole musical is frantic and earnest. <laughs> it, yeah, that's the exact tone of it. And so yeah, we have Burr yelling. We have the ensemble yelling his name. Uh, he's yep. not shying away from like who he is, which is so funny when we find out the way that things turn. He gets so upset that someone else says these things about him. Right. To me, this feels very much like his internal monologue as he's doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's running in his head while he's right. While he's going around. Yeah, while he's like kissing babies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we have it's eighteen hundred ladies tell your husband to vote for Burr, which he's charming the ladies who cannot vote and says right. trying to sway their husbands. And we know that Burr, we've talked about this before, how Burr, you know, was uh as you as you said, <laughs> the first feminist. What did I say? Oh, <laughs> Oh, but was for um, he was he was pro ladies. He wanted them to have the vote in every way. Oh my god! Yeah. He and he and Hamilton had that similarity. Um, and then you have sort of this like repartee between the people that are the undecided voters, I guess you would say, mm. except for the women who can vote. But the people who have not made their minds up about 
who they think is the best condom. And candidate. another thing, I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, during this time, there wasn't a specific date that everyone went out to vote. In every state, it was different. So it was like a, a multi-month process. Which, could you imagine? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, it gave them a pretty clear picture right. of like how things were shaping out. Yeah, shaping out. that is true. Which is, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would like encourage people to be like, uh-oh, this isn't going the way I want to go. I'm going to take my ass out. That is true. But it could also make people be like, well, it's going the way it's going. Yeah. It's, going, so it's, no not, point. it's not going to matter. Yeah. I guess ultimately everyone is going to do what they're going to do. It probably even though. And then we have this whole, like, you could grab a beer with him. Which, what a stupid way to determine who you want to leave the country. But it's also a reference to John Kerry and George Bush. Right. They did like this poll mm-hmm. and oh, it tur- decided voters. Yeah, and it turned out that like George Bush seemed like the guy you could get a beer with. Because John Kerry, the thing they said about him was that he was the elitist, yeah. And that he was in love with France. They also said that. <laughs> there was literally one quote that was like, he looks different, like like a Frenchman. <laughs> it was so stupid. dumb. Which isn't even true. He doesn't look French. God. All right. Well, then we we get through that and we have the ensemble coming in. Mr. Hamilton, your fellow federalists would like to know how you'll be voting. It's quiet up Dear Mr. Hamilton, John Adams doesn't stand a chance. So who are you promoting? It's quiet up What the fuck? He's, he's probably been wandering around the stage just in his own little world and his thoughts and his feelings. And then Hamilton says, It's quiet uptown. So delicate. So just a delicate, delicate little flower <laughs> of a man. He's still in mourning. And they are not having it. They're like, Uh, sack up, bro. <laughs> yeah. You need to tell us what to do. Yeah. And they have this phrasing of, like, So who are you promoting? Which mm-hmm. gives him a lot of power. And he still doesn't care. He's still, he's still saying it's quiet up child. Nope. And the, the men and the women are saying, you know, we know it's a lose-lose, so what do we do? Right. More people join in and it's just swelling and getting louder and louder till he can't ignore it. And then he Well, it isn't Aaron Burr, sir. Alexander. You've created quite a stir, sir. I'm going door to door. You're openly campaigning. Sure. That's new. Honestly, it's kind of draining. Burr. Sir. Is there anything you wouldn't do? No, I'm chasing what I want. And you know what? What? I learned that from you. Normally it's Alexander, Aaron Burr, sir. This is the first time Hamilton's kind of approaching Burr to confront him. Before it was more the other way around. I think it's more like he's surprised. He like knows he's coming and he's like, oh, there you are. Like Hamilton knows Burr's coming? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe not. Maybe he is coming up to him. Don't know. We, we, we haven't seen it. You've created quite a stir, sir. And then Burr, even though this is not a thing people are doing at this time at all, very proudly says that he's doing this, like, vindictive, underhanded fucking thing by being out in the streets. Because you're supposed to be above it. Like, that was the thinking, is that the people who are up for election are supposed to be above this campaigning. And right. It's like you know, tearing other people down. And we see both Jefferson and Burr doing it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And every, if you look at the lyrics, every line Burr has is ended with an exclamation point. 
He continues to say no. He's going door to door. Yeah. So when Hamilton says that's new, he's saying that's new for you for pursuing what you want. And right. That's new for, for this process yes. period. And then we have Burr still. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of draining. <laughs> but still trying to keep it chipper. Yeah, yeah. Like he's still smiling, but he's exhausted. <laughs> Then Hamilton asks him if there's anything he wouldn't do. Which I think is a trick question. Yes. There should always be something you wouldn't do. Right. Such as kill a person. However. Right. Well. No. <laughs> Once he's flipped the switch. Yeah. It's flipped. It's flipped. Um, so he has his little, you know, thing. And then he says, I learned that from you. But again, this is, you know, they've had this struggle where they don't feel like they understand each other. Mm-hmm. And you have Burr being like, oh, I finally understand you. And like, he doesn't, he still doesn't really get what Hamilton is about. Because he's saying that he's like, not going to stop. But there are no core beliefs underlying his... Why he's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And then Madison says, it's a tie. And Jefferson says, it's up to the delegates. And then it's up to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Which is not as you know. It's not that straightforward. True, but, yeah, life, but like it ends up being. He, I don't know if he even thought that it was up to him to like change someone's mind. I don't really know, but he he does. Well, I feel like he kind of thinks it's up to him just because he writes so many goddamn letters about it. Yeah, things about it. He was also bummed out because he again. Um, he wanted Pickney to win to be the president in front of Adams because he thought that he would be able to have more influence on Pickney because Pickney didn't have as much experience. As we all know, Adams just wasn't going wasn't gonna to let Hamilton call all the shots for obvious reasons. Right. So then we have the ensemble. It keeps saying, choose if you had to choose. And then Hamilton says, yo, which we've seen at the beginning of Farmer Refuted when he's about to go... Okay, Off on um, that guy. Well done. <laughs> yeah. The people are asking to hear my voice. And the country is facing a difficult choice. And if you were to ask me who I'd promote, Jefferson has my vote. I had never agreed with Jefferson once. We have fought on like 75 different fronts. But when all is said and all is done, Jefferson has beliefs. Burr we have the ensemble interjecting with "Oh" after everyone, which sort of sounds like Burr a little bit. Did you hear that? I for a while thought they were saying Burr. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I thought they were doing their whole like subconscious sort of thing, but they were just like "Oh." So then, after we have that back and forth for a while, when he reveals that Jefferson has his vote, Jefferson and Madison join in with the ensemble and say "Oh." Yeah. And then he, you know, he says why he's doing this. Because Jefferson has beliefs and Burr has none. Cabinet battle, throwback sort of reaction with everyone going, ooh. Mm-hmm. Then Madison and Jefferson, again, going back to Washington, Washington on your side. Well, I'll be damned. And then we have the reveal that after that, he won in a landslide. Showing that Hamilton still has the political power. Or some. Right. People still, like in these dire times looked like trust his opinion. Right, right. And then and you I- have Burr fucking just being a real two-faced motherfucker. <laughs> and also self-congratulatory. I did give you a fight. Yeah. 
Jefferson's like, yeah, sure. All right. Well, he's not wrong. Yeah, but he wasn't supposed to. He's like bragging about this thing he wasn't supposed to do. Right. And then is saying like, oh, yeah, I did this thing I wasn't supposed to do, but I still look forward to working with you. You should still trust me after I did this. Ben Burr says, I look forward to our partnership. Jefferson says, our partnership as your vice president. Huh. Yeah, right. You hear this guy? I guess then I'm, I'm, I wonder where Burr goes now. Because then Jefferson starts kind of talking shit. You hear this guy, man, openly yeah. campaigning against me, talking about, I look forward to our partnership. And then Jefferson says, yeah, you know what? We can change that. You know why? Why? Because I'm the president. Which they do. Amendment. Which they do. But... Burr is still the vice president. For his first time. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if it would have been different if, you know, he hadn't done the whole Kill Hamilton thing. I wonder if he still would have had him as his vice president for the second term. I don't know. On page 633, just kind of going back to what Hamilton was saying in the song versus what he said in real life, he said, There's no circumstance which has occurred in the course of our political affairs that has given me so much pain as the idea that Mr. Burr might be elevated to the presidency by the means of the Federalists. Uh, if the party elected Burr, it would be exposed, quote, to the, to the disgrace of a defeat in an attempt to elevate to the first place in government one of the worst men in the community. <laughs> The appointment of Burr as president would disgrace our country abroad. No agreement with him could be relied on. He is sanguine enough to hope everything, daring enough to attempt everything, wicked enough to scruple nothing, Hamilton told Governor Morris. Also, just speaking to Burr, knowing that people think this stuff about him, one time he wrote about himself in the third person. Who, Burr? Yes. <laughs> and said, he is a grave, silent, strange sort of animal. Inasmuch that we know not what to make of him. He wrote that about himself? Yes. That's hilarious. And what a weirdo. I know. And then Hamilton also wrote about Jefferson and basically says, you know, I admit that we've never agreed, but he stands for something, which is basically what he's, he said in the, in the song. And another thing that um, Hamilton once said about Burr, it is, what does he say? Oh. Is it a recommendation to have no theory? <laughs> Can that man be a systematic or able statesman who has none? I believe not. Yeah, he really didn't like him. So then at the end of this... This is all from the book. Oh yeah, that was way. all from the book. Alexander Hamilton by Ronnie Chernow. Yes. Um, Jefferson says, Hey Burr, when you see Hamilton, thank him for the endorsement. I just want to like, because I imagine at that moment you see Burr's face completely change and it goes right into the next song mm -hmm. as everyone clears the stage. We sort of already talked about the music because really it just is Washington. Washington on your side. But the oh. wait for it clap is in it. Mm. It's like slowed down where the claps are further apart, but it's the same rhythm. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking. It's when um, it's about it's around like one fifty or something when everyone's discussing Burr, and he's not waiting for it anymore. So that wait for it sounds good, sir. Alexander, you've created quite a stir, sir. I'm going door to door. You're openly campaigning. Sure, that's new. Honestly, it's kind of draining, Burr. Sir, is there anything you wouldn't do? No, I'm chasing what I want. And you know what? 
see. All right, guys. Well, that was the election of 1800, the 19th track in the second act of Hamilton and American Musical, or the 42nd track overall. It was three minutes and 58 seconds. Thanks for listening. You can find us on soundcloud.com slash Hamilton Podcast and on iTunes. Hamilton Podcast, Brittany Nichols, Kalayla Rickson, more cartoon people. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at hamiltonthepodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. You can find me at Hilarious on Instagram and Twitter. Deleted my Snapchat. Didn't delete it, but I deleted the app off my phone. Wow. Instagram stories won me over. I mean, Snapchat oh, was taking up a gig of space, which seems unnecessary. Yeah, I don't really use Snapchat that much. So I, I, I left a video announcement that I was departing to do Instagram stories. And I don't like Instagram stories as much as I like Snapchat, but... It's just easier because it's, it's all in one app. It's just easier. It's already there. It doesn't take up more space. I'm so sorry, Snapchat. If you verify my account, I'll come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Kalayla Rickson, you can find me on all of those same places as well. As always, Suicide Cal still out playing in Australia and Canada soon. Go to SuicideCal.com. Anything else? That's it. All right, guys. Well, signing out. Ada Ham. Ada I look forward to our partnership, our partnership as your vice president. (laughs) Yeah, right. You hear this guy? Man openly campaigns against me talking about I look forward to our partnership. It is crazy that the guy who comes in second gets to be vice president. Oh, you know what? We can change that. You know why? Why? Because I am the president. Bert, when you see Hamilton... Thank him for the endorsement.